Hey guys, welcome to Sports and Spouses. Today's Saturday, April 13th, 2019, and this is episode seven. We've got some guests with us. We've got Lynn and Ryan all the way from Chicago here in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Hi. Happy Sexy Saturday. <laughs> Say hi, Ryan. How's it going? <laughs> uh, these are our very first guests ever. Ooh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... We don't have an intro today, so I'm just going to give a quick intro. This is a podcast for average sports fans through the lens of couples. Um, Melanie and I are average sports-loving married couple. couple. Yeah, we are we a are couple. A couple. <laughs> we just are to confirm a couple. They're together. They're married. Uh, so this, this is a sports podcast through the lens of the average American sports-loving married couple. So... Lynn and Ryan are with us, We're and not they are not married. And Lynn is not sports loving. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm not a job. I don't want to get married yet. <laughs> I wasn't like complaining. <laughs> I'm just pointing good, that out. Good to know. Okay. <laughs> just but fact. I know what kind of ring I want. So, yeah. so uh, let's start. Let's do a little background. Ryan first. Ryan, you played baseball at in Indiana, correct? Yeah, uh, well, I went to Indiana and was on the baseball team. <laughs> played is a little bit of a stretch, but yes, but you I did. played since you were like a baby, right? Yeah, I played for a long time. Were you a pitcher? Um, I, w- I played short. short. I could oh, pitch, but I did not do that. He okay. had the ability to pitch. I had the, throw yes. the ball to home. Yeah, I, I could. Decent curveball, but oh, nice. twelve uh, six. Pretty much, yeah. Knuckle oh, curve. Nice. Okay. No. And that's the spot in the dirt between second and third, right? No. That's shortstop. Short yeah, that's good job. I mean. Good job. Yeah, that's oh. learning. I almost thought you meant home, but I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you've come further than that. It's got to be shortstop. <laughs> what What does it bring to mind when you hear knuckle curve? Oh, I think this is the first time I'm hearing that. Is it? Is it the first time I'm hearing it? Uh, it might be. But what 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 brings what emotions what, does it yeah, What it comes to mind when I say? I think a knucklehead. Curve. There you go. Yeah, all right. Close. Not really. And your dad. So, what other sports background do you have other than playing baseball at Indiana, Ryan? Um, Basically, I played everything. I played soccer when I was young, young. Yeah. Um, Basketball, uh, football a little bit. uh, But basically... Baseball, basketball were the, the two sports that I played, played. Mm-hmm. And then football, I was okay. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say that I was very good at football. Um, and then, like I said, soccer when I was young. So Very cool. And you live in Chicago. Yes. Lynn, um, Lynn and Ryan both live in Chicago. How long have you lived in Chicago? I've lived in the city since t- 2013. Um, I grew up in a suburb of Chicago in northwest Indiana. Uh my whole life other than when I was in the Marines and when I just spent a year in Seattle. Uh, Other than that, right around Chicago my whole life. Very cool. And so so that makes you a fan of a certain... Of a certain baby bear. (laughs) Amos Cthulhu. Of one team. (laughs) This one team we won't speak of. The 2016 World Series champs. Enjoy the current standings right now. Oh, and that's the year I moved to Chicago. (laughs) 
Yeah, as you're surrounded by a Cardinals memorabilia. <laughs> so. Yeah. Melanie retired her shirt she got at spring training, and I have it now. So I got this amazing vintage-looking Cub shirt at spring training in Phoenix one year. Venus. Loved it. Amazing. Got together Super with cute. Billy and then soon learned I was not allowed to wear it. Yeah. So because Lynn lives in Chicago, I just gifted it to. It was great. And it looks great on you. I wouldn't say not allowed. I said frowned upon. Yeah. But then I, if I were to dare, I like I pulled it out one time to like send it to her and you got this weird look on your face. Like, like you're not wearing so, it. So yeah, frowned upon is taking it lightly. Anyway. Yeah. So what other teams besides the Cubs are you into? Uh, Notre Dame. We have that in common. We do have that um, in common. Love Notre Dame. Uh, Cubs. Um, if if I had an NBA team, it would probably be the Bulls. Yeah. But uh, I'm not a huge NBA fan. Uh, I follow it because I'm a just sports fan in general. But um, NFL. I like the Browns probably first and foremost, and then I also like the Bears, being from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana, obviously for other college, Indiana, Notre Dame, basically. I like uh, all sports from those. Um, so yeah. how did you become a Browns fan over a Bears fan? So good story. The first <laughs> football team, first, first ball, football game I remember watching was the Boston College Miami college football game yeah. with uh, Doug Flutie, yeah. the miracle. Yeah. And the Miami quarterback in that game was Bernie Kosar. Uh, and I remember kind of following him because my dad said he was good and he got drafted by the Browns. So I started following the Browns gotcha. um, on top of the bears with Walter Payton. Very cool. Yeah. But the bears colors are better. <laughs> I mean, anything's better than Brown. Brown and orange. <laughs> orange brown and like brown. Orange. orange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Lynn, moving on to you. Oh. Did you play any sports growing up? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, unless you count four square on the playground. <laughs> I mean, that's an activity. <laughs> yeah, I didn't play. I was in choir before that's, it was cool. That takes athleticism. Foursquare, not choir. Oh, I was like, I mean, yeah, there's like some, like, certain breathing you have to Exercise do. Exercise those vocals. So, <laughs> you were uh, choir for a long time, though, right? I did, but it was like before it was cool, you know, like before Glee. And before Glee. I yeah. always respected the choir people. I took a lot of discipline to do that. And it was just like a way for me to, like, leave the house. Um, I was a pure helper. What does that even mean? <laughs> so I was voted by my classmates to help with peer mediation whenever anyone had an argument. Well, okay, started in sixth grade, so that would be on the playground. If anyone would like got into a fight, and then <laughs> they have the option. This is what you do in nursing. Oh, yeah, that that's you true. are a mediator. Oh, yeah. Constantly. <laughs> that just makes so, so much more sense. So you were a so in, sixth grade bouncer. <laughs> so in sixth grade, um, and you're good. She's sixth already grade, laughed at this. Sixth grade Dr. Phil. Um, so we had like, we I don't know, like one for every day of the week. Yeah. So like, I, I guess four or five of us. And we would take turns to be on duty, like during recess. And if anyone got in a fight, because that happens, they have the option of, you know, getting suspended or detention or peer mediation. Of course, they're going to go with peer mediation. So then we get called in. We get to sit in this air-conditioned room because I was, I mean, honestly, I was kind of hoping someone would get into a fight because it was hot outside. (laughs) So then I'd go into, like, my little office, and I had, like, a little, like, you know, like a binder with, like, guidelines to go by. And then I'd try to help them solve their problems, you know. 
so yeah, it was funny in sixth grade. But then when I got to junior high and I did it for the three years there, like we actually did formal training like every year. And like we'd meet in Springdale. Yeah, like people from around the state. And we would take these workshops on like, you know, like teen topics, like suicide, depression, just, you know, anger, things cool. like that. So I did that. And then I was an office helper, you know, so I punched out the construction letters that teachers put on bulletin <laughs> boards. And then I was vice president of HOSA, which is Self-Occupation Students of America. <laughs> and I was a youth apprentice, and that's what got me into, like, nursing. So I was, like, a nurse's aide in high school. So it was, like, a work-study thing, and then it carried over to my first years of college. That is pretty that's cool, though. Like, so, no, to answer your question, no sports. <laughs> <laughs> All very cool, but zero athleticism. That is, yeah. That's more than I ever did yeah. in that realm. So. And that was just What's so I was like in the house. Kudos to you. <laughs> All right. So you also live in Chicago. Yes. I moved uh, there. How long have you lived in Chicago? Moved there the summer of 2016. Dang, three years. Mm-hmm. I know. It's crazy. It's been three years. But um, grew up in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's here's a big question for you. How much did you know about sports before you met Ryan? I mean, I knew what each ball correlated with as far as a sport. Like, I know what a football looks like. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no baseball. <laughs> so, um, I don't. I didn't know any like rules or anything. Not that I do now. But I mean, my dad like he liked watching American football. He's like a Cowboys fan, or used to be, because you know back in the day there was like Dad win. I'm a win. Cool. <laughs> Winning. Um, so, yeah, I didn't know really anything. Like, my dad would try to explain to me American football rules, and then he loved watching, like, actual football, like, soccer, because that's huge, like, you know, all over the world, right. Asia especially, too. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he'd try to explain that to me, but uh, I obviously didn't retain any of it. So Very cool. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> so how much have you learned since meeting Ryan? You know what a shortstop is. Oh, yes. I know what a shortstop is. And I still don't know what a tight end is. I just think it's funny. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't know. Like some. I mean, more than I've ever Ryan, in my last. Ryan, you've got more work to do. I, 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 although. 34 years. Um, I forgot to mention I'm a big Blackhawks fan. Hockey. Oh, oh I, I like, like hockey. Why am I clapping? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I like hockey. I don't. Like, I don't know the rules. I've been a two black I don't know the of hockey either. So the first cool. time he took me, he was living in Seattle and he was visiting. And I had a feeling that I would like it because I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know why. I just like it just seems cool. And we went to one. I was like, oh, this is fun. I hate to tell you this, but I think I like hockey more than baseball. <laughs> so that was fun. And then we it's went really again intense. a couple months ago. It is. Yeah. See, I like that. I tried to start small by explaining what the blue lines meant. Mm, yeah. <laughs> We're still working on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will say you're doing very well because you guys live together and you do spend like your Sundays watching football with him. Yeah, yes, I do. That's a lot of time. Because it's like good comedy. For someone who doesn't know sports. Anything or care to. Look at what you're doing. That's just amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I don't know if he appreciates my commentary during football games, (laughs) but my Snap followers, they love it. Especially the case. Awesome. Shout out to Matt and Darren. Well, that's um, <laughs> that's some interesting background on Lynn and Ryan, and this is going to be fun. Let's move on to our next story. So our first story of the day, or of the week rather, is Virginia won its first national championship in program history. <laughs> they beat Texas Tech 
85 to 77 in overtime. Can I just interject? Because I love, you love when I do that. Um, <laughs> Billy didn't think Virginia would make it. I didn't. I didn't think Virginia was going to make it out of the second out, yeah. round. I didn't either. Yeah. I, I, I thought you were rooting for them. I was rooting well, I guess for them, but I didn't think they were going to win. I didn't think they deserved a one seed. I no. didn't think they were going to make it out of the second round. And then they totally proved me wrong. I just know that Texas Tech, I'm supposed to think they're gross because Mark thinks they are. He's <laughs> Why one does of my Mark think they, Where did he go? To school. Well, like, he's from school? like Dallas. Oh. And then he went to so school at the U of A. East Dallas versus West so Dallas. So why does he it. have no. such strong feelings about Texas Tech? I don't know. He just always said, ew. So then, like, by default, I'm like, Mark, ew, Texas Tech. We're going to need to hear why. Yeah. yeah. I need details. <laughs> I need details. All right. So Virginia made history. They were the Last year, they were the first one seed to be upset by a 16 seed, which was really like a one seed upset by a 68 seed. <laughs> yeah. And then this year, they were national championship. They're national champions, so they did a complete 180 in just a year. Um, at the end of the game, toward the end of the game, there's uh, just under or just over a minute left in overtime, and Texas Tech was down by two, and the ball was knocked away by Virginia's DeAndre Hunter. And after review, the call was reversed, and it showed that uh, Texas Tech's David Moretti his pinky finger barely grazed the ball last. So that was pretty controversial. Um, of course, you showed that they made the right call, but a lot of people were up in arms about it. Uh, some people say Moretti was fouled on the play and he didn't get the call, but he's a 92% free throw shooter. So he probably would have made both and tied the game. But then after that play, Virginia went on a 10-4 to run to win the game. So, Ryan, you got any thoughts about that? I, I don't like the call. I mean, I realize that the review shows that his pinky touched it. But, I, I mean, DeAndre Hunter obviously knocked the ball away. Yeah. Um, and it – well, I mean, he did. He obviously knocked the ball away, and his force pushed it out of bounds. Right. Now, yeah, the slow motion review shows it grazed his pinky, but – I but mean, the letter of the rule is what? Is it last? The, last the letter is right. the last touching. Yeah. Uh, but no one would have. I, I don't. I, I'm not a huge fan of review in basketball for you that think, reason. Do you think review is ruining sports? Um. I, I a little bit. Yeah. I, I. I. It's hard to say in basketball. This play in basketball. They took two or three minutes to review it instead of just going and keeping the keeping the flow of the game going. Cause, the momentum. Yeah. <laughs> momentum. Flow of the game, momentum, whatever. But the mood. that may be what caused the ten to four run after the after the play. I'm just gonna giggle over here. <laughs> <laughs> While Ryan tries to talk. <laughs> Keep going, Ryan. That may be why Virginia went on a ten four run is because it completely stopped right. any sort of momentum either team had. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a reset after the two or three minute review call. Yeah. So that's a good yeah. point. Cause I feel like a lot of times they review stuff. Like the announcers have already figured it out. Everyone at home's like, okay, we've seen it. We've seen it. And then they spent an additional two minutes on yeah. it. And like you said, like the momentum is completely gone from, right. so I think it has its place, but yeah, it's like, okay, stop being a dead horse with it. We, get right. it. we know let's all right, pick it up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think, See, I think if we can do <laughs> I think if we could do replay quicker, then oh, it would yeah. be much better than yeah. Maybe what it give, is now. You know, I don't 
I don't know how they would do this, but give a time limit for the review. I could see that. Yeah. Or just have an independent review instead of having the refs at the game stop and go and review it. Maybe they have an independent party instead somewhere. Calling and, New York or right. whoever. Yeah. And then they, they, bu- they can buzz the refs. I mean, we have the technology. Right. Yeah. They can buzz the ref and then they say, hey, uh, it's Texas ball, Texas Tech ball or Virginia ball or whoever. But it happens a lot quicker than stopping the game for two or three minutes. Right. I can see that for sure. So Virginia wins, uh, Texas Tech loses. Um, so way too early Vegas odds for the 2020 national championship. Lynn's <laughs> <laughs> just chiming in. So Virginia are the the Vegas favorites to win next year again at five to one. And here are the top five favorites. Virginia, five to one to, to win next year. They're the favorite. Uh, the second is Duke, even though they're losing three of their five starters, which I find interesting. Um, they're eight to one. Kentucky is also eight to one, which they're going to reload with a bunch of freshmen. So, you know, never know about them. Uh, Gonzaga is 10 to one. And then Michigan State. Where's Gonzaga? Is... Spokane, Washington. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and Michigan State is twelve to one. I was like, is this an international team? No, <laughs> <laughs> no this is out of the country for real. I was like, there, <laughs> yeah, Gonzaga, some South American. Let's put it in Brazil. One of the territories. Where I'll make you feel better. The only reason I know Gonzaga, I didn't even know where it was, is we played this basketball game on like the Super Nintendo when I was little. Uh-huh. And the, oh, the only teams I would ever choose were Gonzaga and Georgetown. I don't know uh, why. Like the colors. Like I would just play it. Well, Georgetown's like what navy and gray. Navy and gray. Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't remember why. I think there was like in my small child brain were the only ones I'd ever heard of. So oh, if it okay. makes you feel better, I don't really know much about them. <laughs> When I was like that seven guy. years old, I liked Georgetown because their mascot was the Hoyas. <laughs> and I was like, that sounds cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. But uh, some other notable odds. Uh, Auburn was a Final Four team, and their odds are 20 to 1. So uh, they're probably done with Final Fours for a little while. Um, UNC is also 20 to 1. Tennessee. Uh, they're losing some some notable players. They're twenty five to one, and Texas Tech was in the national championship, and they are way down at thirty to one. So they've got a little bit of a rebuild, apparently. So uh, then the women's national championship, uh, Baylor beat Notre Dame eighty two to eighty one off of that awesome player. I can't pronounce her last name. Can you pronounce her name? Ah. Uh. Ogunbowale. <laughs> there, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if you're right or not. <laughs> we'll just say I'm right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so she missed a free throw that would have tied the game uh, toward the end of the game. And Baylor went on to win 82 to 81. So there was an injury to one of Baylor's players, and it was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and it made me cringe. Her knee went in the wrong direction. Oh, like physically disgusting. I thought you meant like it was like a bad Okay, but call. the care of her was disgusting yes. and yeah. hilarious at the same time. Okay. Because, okay. like, I okay. did see her post about That's that. why I can't wait to hear what Ryan thinks. Because, like, you know, when men in the men's basketball, whatever, they hurt themselves. They come in with, like, the medical crew. They'll mm-hmm. come with the cart. They get it air casted. Mm-hmm. The dude doesn't have yeah. to move. They all pick the him up. Boosters, they the literally. 
wheeled a wheelchair over for this girl. <laughs> Awkwardly stood there with said wheelchair while she was like rolling around on the ground. Didn't know what was wrong with her knee. Then they showed the replay and I was like, oh, that's disgusting. And then they make her stand up and get in the wheelchair and bend her knee to put it on the rest. And they even wheel her out on the field or, or like, the court or whatever. God knows what's wrong with her knee. I don't know. I never looked it up. They didn't but like, even do any tests on her. They, they, she's, she's like. They made her play. It's bent. <laughs> Well, it's not sense. stabilized. Like, and the lady was just awkwardly standing there with, like we do when we're trying to transfer patients. Like, <laughs> how are we going to do this? Like, just watching her, like, like you figure it out. So I would love to know. I was like, okay, I knew that the sports were kind of unequal. I'll, I'll admit I don't watch a lot of women's basketball. But do you not have, like, a, a cart? Or like a what the F the thing, The thing that blew me away <laughs> is... <laughs> The thing that blew me away with the injury was they did a terrible job of putting her in a wheelchair. Right. <laughs> but then they wheel her back, apparently spend 30 seconds taking an x-ray of the knee that went the wrong way. Right. And then she, like, gets help walking back out, and they give her uh, they give her a crutch that's obviously for somebody two feet shorter than her. She looks like Tiny Tim with a little cane. <laughs> and she's crap. she's kind of walking around, and then like her teammates are helping her get oh up and down, God. and they make her pass out beers to go. <laughs> yeah, and then if I was just the trainer, where was the trainer on the team? It would have been. Were like, there any oh. me actual medical personnel? Well, like, like, the people understand. on the floor didn't look like they were trainers. I don't no. know. They had the, the head coach came out in the uh, in the blue suit. She came out and was <laughs> oh, like yeah, leaning that over. blue suit. And, it was a nice suit. It was very yeah, nice. UCLA nice blue. But um, <laughs> she's probably a few credits shy of her medical degrees. <laughs> and she's, she's like, CNA. the only thing she could say, right? The only thing she could say was, "Well, if she's not getting up, it's got to be bad." It looked pretty bad. Yeah, and, it was gross. Well, that's the thing too, because in real time, I didn't really see it, so I was like, "Oh, well, maybe they're springing the wheelchair because, you know, help her get off." And then I saw the replay. And I was like. Why are they not? Were they like Madison? Why are they not carrying her out? They were in Tampa. They were in oh, Tampa. Oh, that's Bay. right. Who played in Madison Square Garden? NIT. NIT okay. was in NIT. Yeah. Granted, I don't know what I'm talking about, but no, someone's got to have. I don't know. I died laughing, but I felt really bad for that's the girl. Up. Like really, her poor knee. At least stabilize yeah. it. I mean, now we're going to find out she's got tons of nerve damage. Oh, I'm sure. Right. She has to pick her own leg up to put it on the Oh, program. my gosh. We're going to have to amputate, but <laughs> thanks for get, coming yeah. back out and supporting yeah, us the last three minutes of the game. Oh, my gosh. There's a wheel around my, like, detached leg right now. So, anyway, uh, need some more equality going on yeah. in the two oh sports. Oh, my gosh. So, Virginia and Baylor win the men's and women's basketball national championship. And let's move on to more basketball and talk about D. Wade and Dirk. Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki have played their final NBA games. Shed a tear. All right. Pour out your drink for them. (laughs) (laughs) So Wednesday night was the final NBA regular season game, and they are no longer playing. Um, Wait, did the Mavericks make the postseason? Uh, no. No. And the Heat didn't make the postseason either. So, um, they are no longer NBA players. They have retired. Um, so here are some stats, some resume, resume, uh, what am I 
What am I trying to say? Resume. I wasn't listening. Resume. <laughs> Some bullet points on yeah, each points. person's resume. That's what Some highlights of their career. Yeah, resume bullet points. Uh, so Dwayne Wade, he retired at 37 years old. He was drafted fifth overall for Marquette in 2003. He had a 16-year career. He was a 13-time All-Star. He was a 2010 All-Star Game MVP. He was a three-time NBA champion with the Heat 2006. In 2006, he was the NBA Finals MVP. He also won in 2012 and 2013 with the Big Three with LeBron James and Chris Bosh. And he was a two-time NBA leading scorer in 2009 and 2010. He had a career average 22 points per game and he won Olympic gold in 2008 and Olympic bronze in 2004. Ryan, what are your what are your thoughts on Dwayne Wade's legacy? Well, he's he's going to go down as the best Miami Heat player ever. Oh, for sure, without a doubt. But I don't know where he ranks all the time. Maybe top 30. I don't know. Yeah, I could see because just just thinking of some of the shooting guards that played when he played. Uh, Kobe was obviously way better. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, well, I mean, I guess that's probably the only one you could compare him to. Uh, Tracy McGrady was probably better than him for the early part of his career. Tracy but then, McGrady? Yeah. Cool name. <laughs> Not McGriddle. We'll, we'll when do you guys have your kids, you can name them. Tracy and Tracy McGrady. Oh my God. <laughs> Just kidding. You mean our Sheba? Yeah, our Sheba. Our Sheba children. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to name our Sheba's Dave and Steve. No, it's going to be Fernando <laughs> and Diego. What's <laughs> <laughs> with this plain Dave? Like, what, what are you trying to start a new Menudo group with what Diego? And <laughs> Dave. Uh, how about Dave, Dave and, and Diego? Dave. Dave, get over here. Dave. I mean, it's perfect. Diego. Um, I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I look at Dwayne Wade's resume getting back on topic. Uh, <laughs> I, I probably He's probably top... 25 all time. Yeah. I would say. I just think uh, he's like the epitome of like finesse, really. Yeah. Like just his acrobatics under the rim. And like he's not, I wouldn't say he's like an awesome outside shooter. Like he can hit three, but he's more of like just finesse around the rim. Yeah. Like that Bruno (laughs) Mars song? It's exactly like the Bruno Mars song, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, moving on to Dirk. Um, well, Dwayne Wade will definitely be a Hall of Famer. I don't oh, yeah. Throw that. No doubt. Um, Dirk, his resume, uh, he was 40 years old when he retired. Drafted number nine overall from Germany in 1998. Uh, 21-year career, 14-time All-Star. 2007 NBA MVP. He won uh, the NBA championship in 2011, and he was the finals MVP, and he had a career average 20.7 points per game. Um, he had the patented fadeaway, the old turn and turn and jump back fadeaway, which I'm sure every kid tried to mimic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, back him up and then turn and fade away. Both, well, I mean, both Wade and Nowitzki had – Good turnarounds, but Nowitzki's was unblockable. It oh, was yeah. seven foot tall. Right, exactly. Just shoot over everybody. <laughs> so, in my opinion, Nowitzki changed the way the NBA looked at players, both from Europe Especially and big men. Yeah, he's a seven footer that could hit from outside. Right. So, he kind of changed the game a little bit before. Uh, and then the last person to change the game 
with Steph Curry probably mm-hmm. with instead of trying to shoot layups, everybody was trying to shoot 35 footers. Oh, right. From the logo. Right. <laughs> exactly. Just pull up wherever you're at. But Nowitzki, so, I mean, we started looking at European players differently as well as seven footers that everybody now wants a power forward that can shoot threes. Right. Yeah. And before Nowitzki, no one wanted that. Everybody wanted a low post presence. So obviously yeah. probably another definite first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, definitely. No doubt. Uh, they both in their which I find this interesting in their last home game they both scored thirty points like which is poetic you can't script that right um, I just and, think it's impressive their career average point per game is high like that's oh yeah maybe I'm wrong but that's a lot no, of it is. per game to have an as an average I mean wait twenty sometimes the big dudes only score like ten points a game so yeah. that's right. oh okay. kind of a high average to cool. me yeah. And Dwayne Wade in his last game, Wednesday, his last home game was Tuesday. His last game was a road game, and it was Wednesday. He scored a triple-double. I don't know what the final numbers were, but he scored a triple-double triple double in his last game, which was impressive. Um, what was I going to say? I don't remember. <laughs> but anyway, these guys will go down as, I don't know, legends. It's, Definitely. It's impressive. <laughs> it is. And she's back. Yeah. <laughs> Dwayne Wade was one of my dudes growing up. I was a huge Kobe fan, but Dwayne Wade and Dirk were, you know, right right below him. So, I mean, growing up near Chicago my whole life, obviously Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen were yeah. my two go-to guys. Um, and then on top of that, anybody – Anybody oh. that oh Dennis Rodman, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of talking in drag, or we're like dressing in drag. Um, Scott, Scotty, and Mike were the two guys that. Um, and I liked Magic Johnson just because I'm a little older. I loved Mike, uh, Michael, J- Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson. Bird was a favorite too. Um, everybody, well, the uh, the way Bird used to shoot it was like. Now you look at Steph Curry and he does stuff that's Bird probably could have done, but no one thought of doing that. Mm-hmm. And now Curry just kind of, like I like we said before, just pull up. Yeah, just exactly. hit it. Did you see the commercial Budweiser put out for Dwayne Wade? No, it was it was a tearjerker. So throughout the season, Dwayne Wade was collecting jerseys. He was swapping jerseys with everybody. He was collecting them to fill this wall with all of his you know, favorite players throughout the NBA. And so he had like five spots left and Budweiser wanted to give him five jerseys to fill these spots. But instead of players, they were regular people that Dwayne Wade impacted their lives. Oh, wow. And it was, it's a tearjerker. So it was like somebody he gave a full scholarship to, and now they're successful. And it was somebody that their house burned down and he like, took them on a shopping spree and it was, it's a must watch. So if you're listening and you haven't seen that, make sure you go check that Budweiser commercial out. It's a, it'll, it'll get you in the feels. So, um, so that's Dwayne Wade and Dirk. They retired and they will be missed. So let's talk about the Mastas. So the Masters are going on. Uh, we're going into round three today. Today's Saturday, by the way. Sexy Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> so looking at the leaderboard, we've got a five-way tie for first place right now. Um, 
Francisco Molinari, and then Jason Day, Brooks Kepka, Adam Scott, and Louis Ustazen. I can't ever pronounce his last name, something like that. <laughs> um, and then you've got Dustin Johnson, Harding, Chaffelet, Tiger Woods, Ian Poulter, uh, Rom, uh, Matt Kuchar, Phil Mickelson, on down the line, Bryson DeChambeau's in the mix. Um, so a little bit of little bit of talk about Brooks Kepka and some weight loss he had. Um, Melanie's got some thoughts on, on his I don't, I don't really think much. He doesn't look like he lost any weight. Why is everyone all mad? Right. Everybody's he just thinned out a little like bit. All the he's quote still unquote, all muscular. Yeah, he's still he's still ripped. All of the quote unquote experts were talking about he lost weight. He's not gonna be as long off the tee. Then have you he, seen him? He still Recently, does 200 still, crunches a day. Yeah, he's so. still pretty. <laughs> yeah, bro, look how much invention at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's still, like he's in a he's in a five way tie for first place two days in. So the, he Good he's for in him. he's in every major. Right. Yeah. And no. uh, weight weight loss or <laughs> weight yep. loss or no weight loss, the guy's jacked. Yeah. <laughs> he is super jacked. I mean, you look at a guy like. Like Rory McIlroy, yeah, he's not the biggest guy, but he can drive it 400 yards. I saw a tournament last year. I think he drove it 410 yards, and Brooks Kepka is bigger than him. So yeah. you're worried about him losing a little bit of weight. So I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, that doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Right. So speaking of Bryson DeChambeau in the mix of his preparation and the science that he puts into air density and whatever else. What are your thoughts on that? Whatever works. Yeah. I mean, golf's a hard enough game as it is. Uh, I mean, it seems like he's making it a little harder or maybe he thinks he's <laughs> making it a little easier. I don't know. I don't know maybe he wants to here's be my, a physicist. Yeah. Analysis. He loves to look on people's face when he throws all these terms out there. Like at first it was like, Oh, it's cool. He's talking about this and that. And it's all, Science and it's like wow he really approaches it differently and now it's like he just wants to see the look on your face when he says air density and blah 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 I'm like okay bro like we get it <laughs> we get it now but it is also cool that he is in the top with all the science yeah. like it's it's serving him well the one thing that makes sense to me that, that well the only thing that makes sense to me that he does because air density and water molecules and <laughs> stuff like that he uh, I'll leave to the meteorologist but <laughs> what every club in meteorologist. His, yeah every club in his bag is the same one. yeah that's what i was gonna get to so that makes sense to me because you only have to learn how far to stand from the ball because i mean i just got back from myrtle beach and i hadn't played golf in a while and there were times where i was probably standing a little too close or a little too far away from the ball and, I and would your dad beat you Ooh, we're not going to mention that too much. Once. <laughs> shout out to mike bashinsky <laughs> He's good at golf. <laughs> he's really not. <laughs> so what's that saying? But about he's you? better than Yeah, me. really. <laughs> um, Terrible day. But it, it, it just it makes sense to me with every club being the same length. Yeah. You don't uh, have to change your swing for each iron. Yeah, everything's the same. So that makes sense. But a lot of the stuff that he does with, like you said, air density, and I I I'd probably agree with Melanie by he's just trying to get to make people react and him, you know. Well, the air density and the water molecules in the air today are making it, and people just kind of look at them like, what are you talking about? Yeah, sense. Dustin Johnson was asked about it before, I think before his first round, and he's because he was playing with him day one and day two, 
and he said, well, he's a little slow, and he said, uh, and someone asked Dustin, oh, what? Do you, how do you prepare? Like, what, what calculations do you put in? He said, well, I just do what everybody else does. I get the distance to the front, to the back, to the flag, and then I account for the wind. I said, I don't need a calculator, so, right. which I thought was kind of funny. So he's shots fired at the guy he's playing with. But I mean, yeah. So yeah, players think he's slow because he takes too long with his calculations. Overall, I mean, if it works for him, and it seems like it's working this week for him. Uh, yeah, he's finally starting to win. Which yeah. here's the thing: you can do all the calculations in the world, but you still have to execute the shot. Right. So I think maybe he's gets. There's just, theory and practice. Yeah. Yeah, so he's maybe still just getting used to uh, the length of the clubs. I don't know whatever is working. He's he's finally winning some tournaments. So which, and he's now he's in the mix for the lead on day three. So, um, the I think one of the biggest stories of the Masters so far is a guy named Corey Connors. Um, so last week at the Texas Open, I mean not the Texas Open, yeah, the Valero Texas Open. He had to win a six-man playoff at the previous tournament to qualify for the Valero Texas Open. And then he ended up winning the Valero Texas Open to qualify for the Masters. And now he's tied for 16th at three under, and he's four shots off the lead, which I think is super impressive because he, you know, he had to qualify twice to get into the Masters. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, somebody that had to do that to get to the Masters, you would think they probably wouldn't do as well because, right. they're hey, they're at the Masters, yeah. it's the first time. And instead of just kind of sitting back and taking it all in, I mean, he's minus three, he gets to play the weekend, and he's, you know, yeah. just four shots right. off the lead. You'd think he would just be happy to be there, but he's yeah. it seems like he's there to win. Yeah. So uh, looking at the leaderboard, who's, who's your pick to win? I like Brooks Kepka. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's won two of the last three majors. He's, he's ripped. He, he's pretty yoked. <laughs> he's jacked. <laughs> um, but the other thing is, is he never, it seems like he never gets too high or too low on the golf course. Is everything's in check. Even when he gets in trouble, he makes a good, like, uh, I think it was, was it? Oh, uh, no, it was Thursday, first round. He went way over the 15th green. Mm hmm. And then he makes a chip to put it within a foot, and he saves a birdie. Yeah. Um, sure. He got in a little trouble yesterday, but then he comes back and ends up minus one. So. Wow, he's got nice arms. <laughs> As Lynn looks at him on her, on her phone. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I think I'm, I, last week I picked Rory to win it and get his grand slam. But Rory's, you know, he's one under. He's six shots off the lead right now, so. He's he's not looking like he's gonna make a run and win it right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up and I'm gonna take Adam Scott. Um, he's in the mix and I've always kind of liked Adam Scott. He's a pretty even keel guy. Looks like he's the nicest guy out there, really. So um, and he's won it before. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we'll see what happens. Let's move on. So um, last week we did some pickums. We're not gonna do new pickums this week because we've got guests and we wanna. Be mindful of time. Um, mm -hmm. But we're going to recap last week's pickums. Um, the national championship games. I picked Virginia. Melanie picked Texas Tech, and Virginia won, so I won that one. 
I picked Baylor. Melanie picked Notre Dame, and Baylor won, so I won that one. <laughs> and I picked the Clippers, and Melanie picked the Jazz, and the Clippers won, so I won that one. <laughs> and then uh, we did the Dodgers-Brewers series, and because we're recording on Saturday and not Sunday, we're not able to finish that one. But the Brewers did win yesterday, 8-5. Uh, to five. So we're not going to be able to finish that series. But if we were to close that out based on game one, Melanie would get that one. And our master's picks, because we're recording on Saturday and not Sunday, we're not able to finish that one. So based on our results so far, I win that pick them. Cool. So. <laughs> Just like, cool, I'm feeding the baby. Melanie is tending to baby Ian. And she doesn't care right now. <laughs> Couldn't care less, <laughs> but I win. I care. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> Whatever it is you want to do. Yep, I'm choosing. Um, so we're gonna do lightning round. We usually do a two minute drill, but because we've got so many so many people talking, um, we're not able to do anything in two minutes. So we're just gonna do a lightning round and cover some topics really quick. So number one. Uh, Jack Del Rio, former Raiders coach, said, don't be surprised if Russell Wilson isn't quarterbacking somewhere else next season. Russell Wilson gave the Seahawks an April 15th deadline to get a new contract done, and today is the 13th. So what are your thoughts on that? No way the Seahawks are letting (laughs) Russell Wilson go. (laughs) That's what I think, too. But if he's serious about the 15th and they drag their feet, he might talk to some people. I don't know. Um, there's no way the Seahawks are going to let you, you can't let a franchise quarterback like Russell Wilson go. Cause that's the most important position in all of professional sports. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, next, uh, Jaguars running back Leonard Fournette was arrested for knowingly driving with a suspended license after failing to pay a traffic ticket. Come on, bro. I think, I think I read something about this where the arresting officer said, did you know that you were driving with a suspended license? license and he literally said whatever man oh my god <laughs> here's my thought you're you're a first round pick you got millions of dollars you're a starting nfl uh, running back pay your freaking tickets uh, come I, on this is america next uh <laughs> baltimore orioles dumpster fire of a franchise right now their first baseman chris davis is on an 0 for 54 hitless streak that sounds really bad. It's really bad. <laughs> it's it's never been done it before. Sounds bad and it is bad. His <laughs> so, <laughs> average so, is zero. Zero point zero 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 batting average. Since September of last year. Is he ever <laughs> good? I don't He's wrong? got a fifty home run season. Yeah. So what's happening? He sucks right now. Like, That's what's happening. He's in his own head. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right no, now he is. Yeah. I will say he has hit numerous balls really hard but it's right at people right the one i saw one last night they they he played oh. right into the shift and yeah. Did it, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah which i'm not an advocate of the <laughs> shift right because in. i'm left-handed <laughs> so. well you know i mean they're they're starting to shift on chris bryan of the oh, yeah. 2016 world series <laughs> champion cups so i won't mention the 11 time world series champion st louis cardinals <laughs> but, well that's that's right <laughs> but anyway <laughs> Um, 50, uh, 54 at bats. I don't, I don't understand how you can't get one hit. No, there's no ducks. Like nor, there's no nothing. <laughs> it's 54 at bats. Get a hit. Right. If anyone know. knows that, 
better than anyone. It's him. So right, yeah, that's true. He's aware. Yeah, he's aware. <laughs> My, <laughs> that's crazy. Like, what are you doing in the that evenings? That dugout is so quiet. They're all oh just like walking <laughs> on eggshells like, around. He's him. up to bat again. Nobody say anything. Yeah, like it's like you don't mention the no hitter. You don't mention right. the. Oh, that's sad. Right. At this point, he's probably like, you know, if I just keep hitting balls hard, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's all there is to it. This thing to zero and seventy-five. Really, I mean, all there is to it is just keep putting balls in play, and eventually, he's going for a different kind of record. Well, whatever it is, he's his record's going to be not in the major leagues anymore. Right, they're going to send him down. Eventually. They have to. Yeah. Um. So our last topic is the NBA playoffs start today, and I've got the bracket right here. Uh, one thing I find interesting is the Milwaukee Bucks of all teams. Um, if you're just the average NBA fan and don't really follow it, you're like, wait, Milwaukee Bucks are the top overall seed. But yeah, they are. They're really good this year. Uh, they got the top overall seed over the Warriors. They're five wins better than the Warriors, but Vegas has the Warriors as the favorites to win the title. Um, do you think that's just Warriors favor or? Do you think the Warriors actually have a, a better shot to win it? I think, well, I, if looking at this bracket, both teams, if the Bucks win in the first round, which they should, they're going to beat the Pistons. They'll yeah. probably pay Boston in the second round. Yeah. And that's going to be their toughest matchup in the East, I think. Because Boston, with they have a ton of talent, and they just haven't played up to that. <laughs> the Golden, you're right. Golden State with Houston in the second round, yeah. probably. Houston probably should have beat them last year. If, yeah, they were up 3-1 yeah. or something. 3-2. Three, up 3-2, three, and then yeah. Chris Paul gets hurt. Right, so, yeah. um, if uh, I think Golden State has a better chance um, just because they've been there, and I, I think they have more talent overall than the Bucs, mm-hmm. but the Bucs have the best player in the league. They well, should. the Warriors have five All-Stars in their starting Also line. true. <laughs> it doesn't hurt to have that. Yeah. Um, but Ananakumpo is oh, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. When you've got a guy named the Greek Freak and you can't pronounce his last name, oh, then you know you're then you know you're okay. Um, just to recap the bracket, if you're just the average NBA fan, uh, the Bucks have the overall uh, seed, and in the East you got Bucks versus Pistons, then you got Celtics versus Pacers, 76ers versus Nets, and Raptors versus Magic, all in the first round. In the West you've got Warriors versus Clippers. Rockets versus Jazz, Blazers versus Thunder, and Nuggets versus Spurs in the first round. And the playoffs start today. Today is Saturday the 13th. And that's all for today's podcast. Thanks, Lynn and Ryan, for joining yes, us. Thanks. It was great. Thanks. Thank you. If you like what you hear, if you like our podcast, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Play, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're oh, on Spotify. Yeah, we're on lots of them. So rate, review, share, subscribe, do all that stuff. And we appreciate you listening. So <laughs> thanks a lot. Bye.